Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Wayward Dragon. Uh, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And welcome back. Yeah, welcome. Uh, for those of you who have not been here before, we are a uh, podcast that delves into different aspects of the occult, spirituality, yep. creepy, spooky things, and all that fun stuff, uh, both currently and throughout history. So, yes. a bit of educational, a bit of... You know, a couple of nerds just saying stupid stuff and <laughs> making references that Trying to... half the time the other one doesn't get. Yep. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> Sorry, I made a Lord of the Rings reference to my brother the other day and I don't think he got it. <laughs> so, had that lovely moment. But yeah, join us as we go through us learning all the topics. Learn all, all the, the things. Yeah. What are we learning about today, Kelsey? I think this is your episode, so. This is my episode. So we are going to be talking about the moon. Um, what magic to do with each phase of the moon. Um, I just went into the four major phases of the moon. We're not going to get into all total eight phases of the moon. Um I don't want to get too complicated for people. Then we'll, we will go over um, what each full moon, the name of it is for each month and what magic you should do for each month. Um, and so yeah, that's what we're going to go Are we into also going point. to be talking about what type of moon or what type of cheese we think the moon is made out of? <laughs> no, but did you see that article that on Facebook, Friday that like 5,000 tons of space junk was supposed to hit the moon. I did not. And create like a crater that like, I forget how many like semis could fit into it. Yeah. That's, I'll have to look into that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, just like old satellites or? I didn't click on the article. I just saw it like real quick. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, gotcha. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But what did, what did you read between this last episode on this one? I actually, sadly enough, I've only read two books. <laughs> uh, so, Wolves and Assassins and then The Shattered Crown, both by J.W. Webb. Uh, it's the fourth and fifth book in a series. Uh, I'm on the last book now. Fairly interesting different series okay um what about you so i did not know that ann rule's daughter is also a writer so i picked up her book tangled web did not do the name correlation when i picked this up from the library um so this is based off of a dateline episode it's season three episode two because I had a weird moment. I'm like third of the way through this. And I go, I, I think I've watched this episode. I think there's an episode of something out there about this. And I was right. I will do a minor trigger warning for people. This book does involve heavy, heavy, heavy stalking. Um, if you have watched the Dateline episode, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Dave kind of separates from his wife well not wife they were like long-term partners have two kids goes out onto the dating world you know dating website plenty of fish and matches with this chick named liz um unbeknownst to him he is about to unleash a horrible thing um and liz she goes off the deep end but you don't know it um, she kind of sabotages every other woman that he tries to meet because he's up front. He just got out of a long-term relationship and he doesn't want to commit to anything. He just kind of wants to have friends with benefits of like, hey, we can kind of go do stuff together, but I'm not committed to you and you're not committed to me type thing. Um, and she, she can't handle that. And one of the matches he meets is a wonderful woman named Carrie and Carrie all of a sudden goes missing. And it takes a while for 
her mom to get the police to believe her because she's making posts and stuff on Facebook, but it's not Carrie. Um, it's Liz. Because Liz has her phone, she has her login and everything, and it just she goes batshit. You know, following them everywhere, lighting, um, doing horrible graffiti, apparently lit their house on fire, but it's all Liz. Huh. And it's it's a crazy story. Um, a Tangled Web by Leslie Rule. It I never thought I'd have that moment as a true crime lover of like, I think I've watched I think there's an episode about this. Yep. <laughs> yes, there is. Um but yeah, Leslie is serving life in prison. Um, and in prison, weirdly enough, she has everyone call her Carrie because she's trying so hard to be Carrie. It, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, that's that is what I. So have they done a psychological library. evaluation on her? Because I mean, it seems like I don't know. Um, she does not go into that in the book, but the one thing I will say that's different from the um, Dateline episode is you go a little bit more into what Liz has done to, cause she, this isn't the first time she's done crazy shit to someone. Um, cause the Dateline episode obviously focuses on Carrie um, as it should be. She is the victim in this um, that I don't even think they found her body. Um, I think it's one of the first cases in, it's either Nebraska or Iowa, um, that has a no body. Um, they can kind of prove that she's been murdered, but not quite. Um, but it, the, she doesn't talk about it. If there's ever been a psychological evaluation on this person, there needs to be. Um, cause she's, she's a sociopath straight up lies to everybody, gets caught in them, doesn't care. But, but if you've watched the Dateline episode, I highly recommend reading the book because like everything else that is a book that's made into a TV show, they can't fit everything in. Well, in some so. cases, I'll argue this, in some cases that's not a bad thing. No. Because uh, no, I'd say in my experience, this is the only case this is accurate on is the Sookie Stackhouse mystery novels slash True Blood because the books are garbage but the show was really enjoyable. Yeah. I never watched the show. It was enjoyable. I tried to read the books. It's like um, um, The Wheel of Time the Amazon show that just came out. Yes. I tried to read it. I got through the first one. I don't know if I can bring myself to finish the series. I have a lot of he goes on forever. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are big fans of it. Uh, I've yet to watch the show. I got through the first five books, I think, and I will finish the series at some point, just because I'm stubborn and mm -hmm. am a completist. Yeah. But my issue is, is that I tried to read them like after they had been out for a while. I tried to read, you know, the whole series up to a point. I don't know if the series is even complete yet or not. But I tried to read the whole series up to a point. And the author recycled the exact same formula through every single book. Yeah. And so it got really repetitive at times where it's like, you know, the main character's arrogant and young, does something stupid, mm -hmm. learns a valuable lesson, is stronger for it, defeats the forces of evil. The next book, the exact same character yeah. is, yep. you know, does the exact same thing and it's over and over and over again. So, yeah. I mean, I can see why people enjoy it. It's not the storyline yeah. is nice, but not a huge fan of how the books were written overall. No. Yeah, I mean that's fine though. No. And the author That's fine. I mean great yeah. author. You know, there's certain books that aren't right for everyone. I mean that's that's books. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah. Cause like I watched, I watched it like part of the first episode with my mom. Great, looked great, everything. My problem is, is everything when like Lord of the Rings came out, 
a lot of people copied the format and like I have a hard I have a hard time because I can tell you which character is what in each book like what he meant for one person to be and it's like you need to come up with something that's your own don't take his formula twist it to make it your own just slightly well that's that so archetypal ideology i mean like, you know you have certain archetypes that i mean joseph campbell the hero with a thousand faces uh you know there's certain archetypal characters that are throughout all literature but yeah when you have you know a lot of like high fantasy did that is they just kind of copied like the same and i mean mm-hmm. if you look at it honestly tolkien is the uh huge huge keystone when it comes to any sort mm-hmm. of high fantasy, so it's gonna kind of delve back into that. And yeah. You being a huge Tolkien fan, of course, you know that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, yeah, he wrote the groundwork for a lot, and we wouldn't have a lot of things if he didn't. However, you kind of need to be a little bit more imaginative, in my opinion. Well, that's that's just my opinion. I think it's like, okay to base that for a starting point. But yeah, yeah. yeah build off of that like so perfect example and i'm going to throw this out there you know dungeons and dragons gary yeah. gygax and oh, yeah. his friends created dungeons and dragons because they got tired of reading mm-hmm. stories and wouldn't be a part of them they were huge yeah. tolkien fan they fans that's yeah. why there's so much like in the earlier D modules and stuff there is just you can tell the blatant influence and it's grown so much from oh, there yeah. i mean granted uh you know, circa 1973 versus, you know, circa now 2022. <laughs> I just had to look to see what the date was for some <laughs> freaking reason. Uh, <laughs> work's been stressful. Stuff at home has been stressful. And, uh, yeah. you know, with everything going on with Russia and the Ukraine and everything else, it's, yeah. it's a bit daunting at times right now. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I forgot what year it was. But, right. you know, it's, like I said, it's evolved <laughs> so much from that. And, you know, the ideology from it has just taken from so many different cultures and went so many different places with it. Yeah. So, which, I mean, like, like I said, it's fine. And it's fine to use yeah. that as an archetype. But don't just stick to that archetype, you know, build off of it. Use yeah. it as a, a keystone. Use it as a keystone. Yeah, and that's my problem, is I got through, like, I barely got through the second book, and I'm like, you haven't really changed anything from this one thing, and it is, it's the same story over and over again, and I just, I couldn't finish it. I might finish it. Yeah. I'm not like you, with a, I'm a complete person when it comes to, like, completing the whole series. If I don't like it, I'm not finishing it. There, there have been very few things that I just could not finish after starting it. One of which being the Sookie Sackhouse mystery novels. I really don't like those books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I read. I'm, I'm reading Lisa Jackson. She's a huge um, horror writer. I'm trying to like get back into physical books because I have a hard time, like, is anybody else getting off my phone? Um, so like a half hour before I go to bed, I've been trying to read to kind of help shut my brain off. Um, cause just like everybody else nowadays, you have, um, you're able to be on your phone all the time and I don't, I have sleep problems if I'm on my phone all the time. With the world of uncertainty that we have now, if something happens to electronics yeah. with, you know, everything going on, if something happens to electronics or anything like that. Hey, you lose all yeah. the books. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, so have you ever read the, did you ever read the Vanicula series when you were a kid? The first, like, two, I think. I think there was one, two, maybe. They were difficult to get a hold of. I love the Vanicula series. I remember reading that as a kid and thought that was the coolest goddamn thing. But the, um, the book loft where I'm at, in the Midwest, sells like book totes. Like, so I bought the Benicula one. That is awesome. My partner didn't understand what it was. I was like, what? How have you never read Benicula? 
Come on! So that's my bag for the library. <laughs> but we will get into the moon. So for this, I did have two book references. I did not read the whole book. Um, for shame. For some reason, my... It has been warm here in the Midwest, so um, I've been staying late at my other job, so didn't have time to fully well, read them. Warm for you is like 60 degrees. It is 74 today. So it's a heat wave. It's a scorcher. It's a heat wave. Um, but my family has taken it upon themselves to tell me that I am a green witch, Um so I did use the moon parts of these books and the modern guide to witchcraft. Um, aesthetic wise, this book is very pleasing and it's got like different rough edges for the paper. Um, but there's like moon parts for this. But yeah, my family has basically told me that this is what I am. Who are those by? Um, modern guide to witchcraft is by Sky Alexander. Okay. Um, I found this one at Barnes and Noble. It's just like everything else. Um, it kind of walks you through everything, but the modern version, because that's one thing I was finding starting this path was it, stuff wasn't accommodating to nowadays. Um, she does go through, um, I will talk about it later of, um, bringing down the moon, um, she does have something similar for the sun and the moon in the modern guide to witchcraft step-by-step step, to help you kind of get yourself aligned to those things. You can things. also do that with the different planets as well. Yeah. And then I forget which I grabbed out of this. Oh, and there's something very similar in the green witch by Aaron Murphy, Hiscock. So, and don't mind my tarot card bookmarks. My bookish box sends tarot cards i've bought like an old thing of tarot cards that were missing part of the cards <laughs> at a uh store before and i've used them as bookmarks like the, it's not a complete set exactly um so it it's one of those things i've just kind of taken them up to um i didn't really use which uh green witchcraft by Paige vanderbeck um because it basically told me everything that it was already in the other two um, and then there's a couple of articles I found. Um, one kind of gives you step-by-step -step of um, certain spells and stuff that you can do when it's full moon. Um, and then the names of each full moon and what they mean. So I will put those all in the sources. But yeah, so we will get into it. So yeah, for this episode, we're going to be talking about the moon. It's not just a big rock in the sky that just got hit by space junk. Um People have been using <laughs> the man on the moon. It's going to have another crater. Um, but people have been using the moon for a lot of things for a very long time. Um, we best use the moon for tides, um, tracking the tides, because the moon influences the tide. Um, so, the tides tend to be higher. But so there's a – delve into the science of this real fast if I can. <laughs> Yeah. So there's a common like, do the moon does the moon affect you? Does the moon affect people? Uh, debate. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to get into that. Are you with the tides and the? Yeah. Okay. Well, then continue. I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I even typed the notes up, sir. I know, and I was busy dealing with other stuff and did not have a chance to read them yet. So I know, I know. I normally so like I normally write them. And I won't share them, um, but I will. We will eventually make our notes um, as a PDF for people if they want to read them um, of everything. So, um, but yes, ties tend to be higher when there's a full moon. More babies tend to be born when there's a full moon. There's also the myth that the full moon brings out the crazy in people. You can ask any hospital worker, police officer, they will tell you that things get crazy. They get more calls at night. The calls are crazier when it's a full moon. Um, there's also a lot of folklore around the full moon, like the werewolf and other creatures 
like that because there there is that myth of like the full moon brings out the crazy working in retail hands down can tell when it's a moon people get super undecisive they get super rude for no reason um yeah so yeah so that kind of goes into hey we're you know the moon controls the waves and controls the water right controls the tides and we are water and we are like 73 percent water or some number like that so mm-hmm. obviously we're a sea we're a sea cucumber with anxiety yeah, so <laughs> So basically, why would it affect <laughs> us? I mean, I can see why it, yeah. why it makes people go crazy because increased blood flow, increased flow to the blood to the brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been fascinated with the moon since ancient times. It's been an inspiration and a subject of study over many years. There's a quote that I'm about to say from Modern Guide of Witchcraft. Um... Evidence of moon worship is found widely varied in such widely varied cultures um, as the Anzai Indians of New Mexico, Greeks, Roman, Chinese, pre-Columbian, um, Peruvians, uh, Burmese, Polynesians, the Egyptians, they all have some form of moon worship. Um, in the craft, when we refer to the great god by the Hebrew name of El or alone, um, we borrow terms that entered Hebrew from Arabic, where the God's name of Allah derives from the word meaning moon. Huh. Yep. Um, so if you're interested in becoming one with the moon, um, you can start kind of like equating yourself with the moon, doing a drawdown of the moon. Um, the modern guide to witchcraft, she kind of goes step by step. Um, and same with the green witch mom that I use as reference, they kind of do a step-by-step. You can do it with the sun or the moon. doesn't really matter. Um, If you don't feel like doing that, um, you can find moon journals. There's a couple on Amazon that you can find um, that kind of walk you through everything that you kind of need to do. But you basically just kind of like go outside during any point of the moon phase and just kind of sit and kind of write down how are you feeling you know what um do you know what phase the moon is in what is the zodiac sign that the moon is actually in the moon goes into a different zodiac sign every two and a half days um so and the um, my dad got me a witch calendar for christmas um and every day it will tell you what zodiac sign the moon is in so you don't even have to look it up you can it's the calendar. That's part of the calendar. Like it tells you what color to wear and what day to plant stuff, which we'll go into and stuff because people do plant by a moon cycle. Yeah. Which I did not know. So if I could suggest a book, there, yes, there's actually an amazing book we'll called Drawing Down the Moon by Marka Adler. Highly, highly recommended. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about the moon, the phases, and spells. I've also included a plant cycle, what to plant when, because um, that is heavily involved in this, is planting. Um, the moon itself is associated with feminine energy. We track our periods by the moon, just saying. Um, dreams, psychic abilities, Uh, Mystery and hidden knowledge, travel, children, spirituality, mysticism, oceans, the sea and oceans, and um, transformation. You're going to have a better chance of reaping the rewards of your spells if you do them in a favorable phase of the moon, which is what we're going to talk about. Um, I'm not saying that you have to do your spell during this certain part of the phase of the moon. I'm just saying that your spell might have a better chance of working if you do it in the phase that it correlates with the moon. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just offering it up as a suggestion. And as for the plants, the general rule for planting are the plant things where strength lies above the ground while the moon is waxing. And then those whose strength lies below ground when the moon is waning. But yeah, they basically say if it has to go above ground, plant it while the moon is growing because it will grow as the moon is growing. 
Um, and then, so like corn. And then if it's like potatoes, you have to plant it while it's going the other way as it goes down is the example I'm going to give. Um, so for the new moon, um, the new moon encourages new beginnings. Um, so this is a time to do spells where you're looking for something new, a new job, a new romance, a new home, a new pet, um, anything that you want to start as a new beginning. This is the time to start doing that. Um, because as the moon grows in size, so will whatever new thing that you want to do. So this is a time to like plant your seeds and stuff like that. So the waxing moon, that's going to be two weeks after the new moon. I'm only going to go into the four simple phases of the moon with this. Um, there are multiple sources online that will go into all eight phases. I kind of wanted to keep it layman's terms so that people could better understand. So the waxing moon, two weeks after the new moon, it's, it's going to support growth and expansion. So this is the time to do things to help generate the growth of whatever new thing that you wanted to do. Um, so it's time to do like spells that are going to like increase your income, you know, turn up the romance in your relationship. Um, will help you get your promotion at work if you're trying to get a promotion. Um, this is a time to start planning your annuals and above ground fruit and veggies. Now to the full moon. This marks the time of accumulation accumulation. Jesus, that's a hard word for me. Um, so you're going to start seeing the rewards of whatever it is that you started in the new moon. You're going to start seeing those things come to fruition. You're going to start seeing the rewards. But it also, if you kind of are having some shady friends and some shady things happening, you can do things that will kind of put a spotlight on things that are kind of murky where you don't really know the truth. Um, you can kind of do stuff that correlates to that. Um, this is a time to plant perennials, root veggies, so like your potatoes, and bulbs. Um, and then you've got your waning moon. So that's going to be two weeks after the full moon. And it's, it's encouraging the decrease of things. So you're going to let go of things. Um, you want to break a bad habit, drop somebody that's toxic, leave a horrible job, um, cut expenses. This is a time to drop Drop the bad stuff. Drop things that you don't need. And this is a time in your garden to weed, look for pests, treat the diseased plants, and stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying that you have to do things according to the moon cycle, like I've said again. But everything has a cycle, like we've said before. Um, if you have two, full, two new moons in a month, the second one is considered more powerful for, than the first one. Um, and that is called... A black moon. The second one is called a black moon. Just like when you have two full, moon, two full moons. The second one is considered a blue moon. And you'll get like a bigger result with whatever you've started. But, you know, that only happens, you know, once in a blue moon. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So we're going to go into every different type of full moon um, that happens in each month. Um, a lot of this comes from Native American culture. Um, I did find a, what they were kind of called in different parts. So I'll first say like what the Native American calls it, what they call this moon, and then we'll go into the what it is, and then the different names. And then things that you could do spell-wise for this moon. So first one up is January, even though we've already gone through that month. This is called the, the wolf moon. It's called the wolf moon after the howling of hungry wolves lamenting the scarcity of food in midwinter. Um, it's also known as old moon, ice moon. I found in one place it was called the moon after Yule because it's after Yule. Um, so things to do during this full moon. Um, you can perform banishing rituals. It's time to get rid of that negative energy that has followed us into the new year. You don't want that baggage from last year um it's time to do protection spells around your home for the new year um and to perform your favorite divination to kind of see what the universe can tell you about the new year for you um 
if you're into that. So for February, February is known as the snow moon. It's typically cold and snowy here in North America. So that's kind of how it got its name. It's also known as the storm moon or the winter storms and the hunger moon. Um, things to do. You can do spells to get rid of or rituals to get rid of any emotional baggage. Um, spring clean. Um, make room for your new projects that you want to start. You know, so you kind of have to do some spring cleaning. You can cast purifying spells or spells for health and vitality. Um, March is known as the worm moon. It's named after the worm trails. The worm trails that tend to appear in the newly thawed out ground. Um, it's also called the chast moon, death moon, crust moon. And I thought this was interesting. The sap moon, because it is time to put your taps in the maple trees to get your maple syrup. Huh. Thought that was kind of interesting. This is a time to ch um, choose, organize, and bless your new projects that you're about to start and perform a blessing ritual. And if you're looking to have kids, it's now time to do some fertility magic. Springtime. It's time to make babies. Not saying you have to, but it's out there. Because I did find in a couple of moons that it now's the time to perform sex magic. I'm like, oh god, okay, cool, thanks for letting me know. So, so have we hit? We have not hit the full moon. So for March, which happens on the 18th, so the full moon for March is on the 18th. So you guys got time to plan your fertility rituals if that's what you want to do. Um, so on to April. April is known as the pink moon. It's named after a certain species of early blom, um, blossoming wildflowers. Huh. So April, stuff's starting to fall out. Flowers are blooming. You know. Um, this is a time to start planting things. Your plants, projects, stuff that you want to do. This is also a time to start something new. You know, springtime, everything's kind of opening back up in the world. It's time to start something new. Go someplace new, change a habit, cut your hair, dye your hair, get a new tattoo. Whatever. I was just thinking that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've yet to get the one for my grandma, and I think I might do that around my birthday, which is in a month. So, um, But now's the time to cast prosperity spells, protection spells, and like I've said, fertility spells if you're looking to get pregnant. Not saying you have to, but if you're struggling, as many women do, doors open. Um, my full moon for my birth month, May, is known as a flower moon, named for the abundance of blooming um, that occurs as spring gets going properly. Um, it's also known as the hair moon, corn planting moon. I think this is funny. The milk moon. Obviously, cows are having their calves. Um things to do you're gonna start seeing the results from your projects so if you started something in january you put that out into the universe that hey i want to get promoted or whatever um you might start seeing if you've truly concentrated on that you might start seeing those benefits those results of you know there's a position open or um there's a new job opening for a better job for you to get make more money um, stuff like that. But if it's also not working out where you put something out and you're not really getting anything back, it's kind of time to cut losses with things. Um, if you're gardening, this is a time to kind of thin out your seedlings, make room for more prosperous plants. You can try some divination to kind of see if you're kind of on the right path for a certain thing. Um, Self-love, bath, spells. It's a time of love. It's springtime. Um, the season of love. It is. It is. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> true wow. Marriage. I fucking love that movie. Marriage is what brings <laughs> us together. Brings us together today. For those of you who don't know what we're quoting. Then you should be ashamed. Don't, don't tell them. No, do not, do not tell them. They should be ashamed. And uh, <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. 
You killed my father. Prepare to die. Just look it up. It's a great movie. Greatest movie ever made. Yes, it is. It's, it's literally movie. the perfect movie. Yeah. It is. It's so good. Um. So June. June is known as the strawberry moon. It's a time that you start harvesting berries, strawberries. Um, Europe calls this the rose moon. And in other places, this is called the hot moon as it is the start of the summer. Um, it is a time that your garden and all your projects should be thriving. So you're, this is a time to turn to find a partner. Um, <laughs> this is a good time to perform sex magic, attraction magic, um, to tell the universe that, yo, bitch, I'm ready for a partner. I'm ready, I'm ready to find my, my other half. Because most weddings would happen in June, from my understanding. Um, because June is named after Juno. So the movie about the girl the teenage girl who got pregnant. <laughs> oh no, sorry, not that no. Juno. Not that Juno. That's a good movie too. That's a good movie. Um no. I learned that in my Greek Roman mythology class. Um, Juno is the Roman um version of Zeus's wife. Hera. And that is her month. She's the god of marriage and all that nice shit. Um, so that is her month. So a lot of weddings back then would happen in June. Um, it's also time to start a dream journal if you're looking to get into dream magic and stuff like that. June is a great month to start that. Um, July. July is known as the Buck Moon. Male deer, which have already shed their antlers, are starting to regrow them. Um, it's also called the Thunder Moon due to the summer storms that start to happen. Or the Hay Moon, as the first round of hay is normally harvested around this time. Things to do. So this is a time to work magic centered on ships, friendships, relationships, stuff to do with health, hearth, and home. It's a time to celebrate your blessings, so to perform rituals of gratitude. It's also a time to deepen your relationship with your patron god or goddess. And if you do not have a patron god or goddess, this is now time to kind of ask the universe, which one's mine? And if you don't have one, I think that's okay too. Yeah, uh, you don't necessarily need a patron god or goddess. And I would mm -hmm. not recommend just saying, you know, latching on to one, especially if you're inexperienced. No. Because yes. you never know what you might get. It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Yep. So, but if you're looking to kind of acquire one or kind of focus your attention on one, now would be a good time. Um, and this is also a great time to, to perform tarot. August is called the sturgeon moon. Sturgeon is a fish. And around this time, it starts to become abundant. They start to flow up river. Um, it's also known as green corn month, grain moon, or red moon, as the moon tends to have like a reddish hue during this month because of the heat. Um, things to do. If you've planted an herb garden for magical cooking purposes, medical purpose, now's the time to harvest them. Um, try to harvest them during a waning or waxing moon to help with the magical properties of the herbs. Um, it's time to do magic, any magic or spells involving herbs. And I thought this was interesting, perform divination through the oum or with tea leaves. Um, it's a good time to create healing sat um, satchels or anti-anxiety jars. September is known as the full corn moon. Or harvest moon. The next two moons I found kind of lumped together. Um, it's either August and September or September and October. Sometimes they get called harvest moons. Um, because in a lot of places this is around the time that you start. I want to say it's September and October. Um, but corn tends to be gathered at the end of the summer season. Um, and the moon starts to appear rather bright. And starts um, rising earlier in the night so that way farmers as the sun kind of goes down the moon's already up pretty high in the sky and they can keep going 
It's also known as the barley moon, harvest moon, as this is the moon that's close to the autumn equinox. Things to do. So you can cast spells to increase your health and strength to fortify yourself during the busiest time of year and to help yourself get ready for winter. Um, if you're someone that lives off the land, you know exactly what time of year this is. Um, for those who don't, this is a time where us gardening people start canning or dehydrating everything to kind of make sure that our food is preserved for the winter. Um, it's a nice time to perform gratitude spells and to perform any kitchen magic if you do that sort of thing. Um, October is known as Hunter's Moon as it is a time to go hunting because now all of your garden and everything's kind of been taken care of. It's kind of done for the season. All the animals are kind of fat from eating all summer. So it's a nice time to go hunting. Like I said before, this moon is rather bright this time of year and it stays high up in the sky longer at night. So you can see um, what you're trying to hunt. Um, it's also known as the travel moon or the dying grass moon. <laughs> um, I miss I the way it. tunes. Elmer <laughs> Fudd. I work with a guy that looks like Elmer Fudd. And he's not nice. I don't like him. Um, but things to do during October. This is a good time to work with the animal energies. Um, as this is a time where basically all the harvesting is done. It's now time to um, lay down more food in the form of meat for hunting. Um, as it also reminds us that there is a close bond between animal and human. Um, it's a good time to take a schematic, schematic, I can't say that word, journey. Schematic. Thank you. Um, journey of, of the full moon to seek advice from your power animal. Um, and October also has Samhain in it. So it's also a good time to connect with your ancestors and to honor the dead. Um, that was one of our earlier episodes of Samhain. Um, so you can kind of, I covered that episode. It's one of the first Sabbaths that we covered um, to kind of figure out good ways to honor your dead in ways that you seem comfortable with. That's the one thing I'm finding with this journey. It's whatever you're comfortable with. Um, so November is known as the Beaver Moon. Can't really find out where this name origin came from. Um, it might be because of the beaver traps that would normally get set around this time of year. Or it's because there's the beavers are like in overdrive to get their dam built. Um, but it's also known as... So you're as busy as a beaver. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're well, my other option there would be to quote Brother Bear and uh, I'm a beaver, eh? <laughs> yes. Um, but it's also known as the frost moon. This is the time that you start seeing frost um, as it's starting to get cold. Um so during this time, it's a good time to cast spells of protection and banish and doing any banishing. You do not want to bring any negative energy into the winter because the winter normally around this time is a clean slate. Um, Samhain is used as a new year for some people. So it makes sense of you want to kind of get rid of all that emotional negative thing. You don't want to bring that into the new year. Um or the winter. You want to go into the winter with a clean slate. Um, on to the last month. December. December is known as the cold moon. Also known as the long night moon. Or the long. The oak moon. Things to do. So. you are. It's a good time to perform magic. That pertains to home. Health. Family. And um, hearth. Because this is the time of Yule. Yule happens this month um so you can make a list of everything that you've accomplished this year kind of give it all thanks um of everything that you've achieved and start writing new plans down for the new year of stuff that you maybe want to try to achieve this year i didn't put anything in this about moon water um for them if you are wanting to create moon water um you should look up what zodiac sign the moon is in 
the full moon is at the time and kind of determine if you want to put your moon water out. Um, the full moon also is a good time to put your crystals out. Um, I have um, little hooks because of my bracelets that you guys sometimes hear. Um, I have hooks that hang in a window and I will put them on the hooks for the full moon because I have cats. Um, so I can't lay anything out or they bat it off the counter. But um, Cats are just scientists testing gravity. Yep. Yep. Um, and like I saw in like February, you could put like your crystals out in the snow to kind of help recharge them because there is, you can put your crystals out in the ground if you so see fit, if that's something that you want to do. But I saw in a couple months like where it snowed. So like, yeah, go ahead and put your crystals out in the snow. Let the snow. Like, okay. But that is the moon and this magic. What to do with what magic you should that is recommended to perform in each phase of the moon. What each full moon name is. And things to do in each month's full moon to kind of better help your situation. So what are some good stones that you would recommend for relation to the moon? Obviously moonstone. I have, I wear moonstone um, on my, I have a ring and each um, part of my ring has uh, a little bit of moonstone in it. Um, Cause that, it helps moonstone is kind of more linked to the feminine part of everything so i wear it one because i'm a female um so it helps with your period and stuff like that um i was kind of finding a lot in the different places um some places were recommending um obsidian like if you're trying to do like protection work and stuff to charge up your obsidian um amethyst i have a lot of amethyst i have a i don't think i've ever showed you this but i have a geo um version from sage goddess she's a wonderful person um she does a lot of tutorials on youtube so if you're looking to um kind of start doing rituals on the sabbath she's a good person to look up yeah, I have a little amethyst geode. Not an endorsement. No. Paid advertisement. No. In any way, shape, or form. No. Uh, that or this, uh, I would also recommend uh, Lunar Box. Yes. They actually, they'll send you stuff for each one of the moons if you're looking for something specific for the moons. Yeah. Uh, and you get like gemstones, uh, you'll get plants, mm -hmm. and all sorts of other nifty little things from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I normally, um, I watched her Beltane one last year. Um, that was kind of cool. So, yeah, she's got, she has like a whole box and stuff that you can buy for every Sabbath ritual that she does in her YouTube um, live that she does is she walks you through the box that she sent you. Um, and you can type comments out and she'll help you during the episode. It's not an endorsement. I just think she's an amazing person if you're kind of new. Um, and her crystals are really nice. I bought um, orange venturine or something. I can't pronounce that one. Venturine. I bought um, an orange one after my grandma passed. So I had to buy that. But um, the crystals for the moon... I mean, you got quartz, you got clear quartz, rose quartz, amethyst, obsidian. It just kind of depends on what you're trying to do. Um, oh, the green one that I always say wrong. It's the map. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say how I used to say it, and you you I don't remember how you said it. What do you call it? I call it malachite, but that's wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. Yeah, malachite. Malachite. Um. So I saw that it's because I wear it for um, empath reasons. Um, but I saw in a couple places you could put that out. 
um, Tiger's Eye, if you're looking to do more protection work. Um, Agonates, I wear a mouse Agonate um, to help with my health because I come into contact with a lot of people during the day. Um, or as or as most people call it, Agite. Whatever. <laughs> There's no phonetics in my crystal encyclopedias. Well, that's, that's, a, that's the thing is you can you can tell in a lot of places like who has learned stuff by reading and who has learned stuff in person is based mm -hmm. off of their pronunciation. Yeah, where I look at a lot of books for crystals, because um, um, my mom got me this Qualcomm box for Christmas. And um, the reason why I wear that orange Ventine, whatever, how you pronounce that one. Um, Adventure Time? Adventure Time. As Johnny knows, I have a temper, especially when it comes to work. And um, my mom got me... So, Kelsey is kind <laughs> of a ginger. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am quick to temper. Um, and I wear... Because I... Oh, this shit's backwards. Um, red carnelian. Um, carnelian. Carnelian. Yes, I have a bracelet, but I also have the actual crystal. And my mom got me this necklace that came with this. That it's um, it's like a stone spring that you kind of put it in there, and so you can wear it. But um, that uh -huh. helps with your temper. And um, I purely bought that. So I stay cool, calm, and collective at work because people piss me off. Um, but I'm trying to see if there's... Yeah, crystals for the moon. I think it just kind of depends on what you want to do. Speaking of crystals, and you'll be totally jelly of this, and a couple of our listeners I know will be as well. Mm. My nephew, one of my nephews turns eight on Tuesday. And I got him because he's really big into gemstones. Mm -hmm. And... Like, he was super stoked because, uh, so where I live, one of the neighboring counties was where the first U.S. gold rush was. And so they went to pan for gold, and he ended up getting a bunch of gemstones. Oh, that's cool. Um, but he's really big into gemstones and stuff. But uh, I bought him a rock tumbler. That is so cool. It's, it's, it, it's a kid's rock tumbler. It's his 10th birthday, and I'm like, dude, this is, this is perfect. Like, he... Yeah, he loves stuff like this. He's gonna love this. That's so cool. I was like, I just bought um, Amazonite earrings. I don't have them in now because they it hurts when I put on these headphones. But I bought um, raw Amazonite earrings, stud earrings, and yeah. I had to go out to Denver for work, and I was, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like taking. Uh, a hundred pairs of like headphones and stuff and these work fine and they're <laughs> the cord's super long so i took my podcasting headphones and so i'm sitting on the plane and we land <laughs> and the guy who was like sitting by me didn't say anything to me the whole flight and we land and i go to like take them off and start wrapping up the cord and every putting everything away and all this other stuff and he goes so i've been looking at headphones and uh you know where did you where'd you get those and i was like these are actually my podcasting headphones <laughs> So then I got into a conversation with this guy about podcasting and uh, what our topics are and stuff. And uh, I don't know if he's listening, which would be pretty cool because I told him about our podcast. And uh, of course, like you do. Uh, and then we started talking about anime and he recommended a few anime for me. Nice. And manga for me. So, you know. Uh, nice. Life's interesting. It is. The people you momentarily meet. It is. It is very very even for an introvert huh but that's even for an introvert yeah yeah it's funny that two introverts make a podcast together well that's because we don't have to directly talk to the people we don't we just have to talk to <laughs> each other which i think is hilarious that's what i find so funny about this with me and you is we are two introverts making a podcast that's why we include books because we don't really get into anything else and we also try to be um, 
political free. I that's the one thing I've noticed with two hosts is they kind of go down a political rant and I kind of want to make this a safe zone for people where we don't really talk about that because you talk about it everywhere else and sometimes it's not okay to keep beating a dead horse. You know? It's it can be exhausting. It can be. And of course, well, there's certain issues that will come up that we yeah. I think have made obvious statements on where we fall yeah. on that those into the spectrums, but yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I think that about wraps us up. Uh, yes. We'll be back in two weeks for our next episode. Yes, which will be about Ostara, and that is your episode. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. If it's first time, you know, uh, our podcast. At least I feel like our episodes are getting better as we do more of them. Yeah. But you know, go and give our old stuff a listen. Uh, yeah. Especially. Hopefully, it doesn't scare you off too much. Yeah, especially if you're new. Um, we are trying to cover every Sabbath as we come up on it our first year. So we will probably cover them again in our later years. Um, but yeah. If you want to read about or listen to about like Sawin, we've already covered Sawin and Yule. Um, and Bulk. And in Bulk. Yes, we've also covered that one. Because um, you're about to do, yeah, Astara. And then after Astara, yeah. we're kind of going to go a little true crime a little bit um, and cover the vampire cult. So, yeah. um, so that'll be. Uh... That'll be interesting and yeah. fun. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I dated someone once who, you know, said they were a vampire. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like everyone knows like the major cults. Like everyone knows like Charles Manson, um, and Jonestown. Um, if you've never, ever, do not know about Jonestown. Jonestown. Um, case file podcast. Case file. Um, Casey does a, I want to say five or six episode, um, thing on Jonestown. It's very detailed. It's very awesome. Um, so- uh, also time suck, uh, does an episode Dan Cumming, who is a freaking hilarious comedian, uh, and has several podcasts, him and his wife. Uh, but this is one that he started several years ago, but he does one on Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff and let me tell you interesting yeah interesting dude we're just gonna leave it at that yeah well that's that's i have a weird thing and this is probably the reason why i'm into true crime um the human brain is fascinating to me and i find it very fascinating how people can get so manipulated um and that's kind of one of the reasons why I read A Tangled Web is Liz is very manipulative. And you would believe that the sky is purple if she told you. Um, and just like Jim Jones, these people truly believed him. And I have a weird thing for cults. It's it's crazy what people will believe. And so we're going to kind of step into that with the vampire cult. Yep, yep, yep. So, if you want to find us, we do have a Facebook page at The Wayward Dragons. We also have an Instagram. Um, I do post pictures that go along with the episode because some people need a visual. Um, Facebook kind of messed up the algorithm. Um, So, if you do see the posts, please just like them so I know that everyone is seeing them. Um... If you want to share anything with us, if you have a story, or if you have an episode topic that you think we should cover, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. And please tell a friend. Please. Please. And if you don't have any friends, we'll be your friends. We will be. Because honestly, we're probably each other's friends. Only friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends? What? I think I have less than five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not if you don't include family, less than five. Um, but yeah, come say hi on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, email us, tell a friend. We do this for free and we are trying to grow 
we know that not this is not everyone's cup of tea, um, but we're just trying to be educational. Give you book reviews and be educational as we go through this. So until next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.